letting you know what's going on without going on and on and on. Welcome to a fast-paced way to get caught up on all the day's biggest local stories from News Talk 830-WCCO. This is the All Local. I'm Rusty Ray with today's WCCO All Local. Today's stories include the lingering effect of this week's snowstorm, a chance for you to speak to school leaders about safety, and a huge, huge ask from the U. But first, the snowstorm has long since moved on, but the city of Minneapolis has declared a one-day snow emergency. That means tonight, Friday night, beginning at 9, parking is prohibited on all snow emergency routes until 8 Saturday morning or until the roads cleared to the curb. Then, Saturday at 8 a.m., a parking ban will again be in place on even sides of non-snow emergency routes again in the city of Minneapolis. St. Paul school board members will host a listening session Tuesday evening to address concerns about safety. This comes just a few weeks after 15-year-old Devin Scott was stabbed and killed inside Harding High School, police say, by a fellow student. School board chair Jim Fu says the conversation needs to start somewhere. Everybody's collectively involved in doing that from the students who attend the school building all the way to the adults who leave that building. And it's going to take all of us to figure out what works. The specially called school board meeting is Tuesday at 4.30 at Washington Technology Magnet School. Each speaker gets two minutes to speak. I don't think there's a one magic bullet that's going to solve everything. And the purpose of this is to have the board really start the groundwork to hear from different sectors in the community about what they think. There is no end time set for Tuesday's meeting. The University of Minnesota wants nearly a billion dollars from the legislature this session to regain control of its health care facilities from Fairview Health Services. University leadership is opposed to the proposed merger of Fairview with Sanford Health. Senior Vice President for Finance and Operations Myron Franz saying should the merger go through, the U's academic health care assets would be controlled by a South Dakota board from Sanford. We believe it's better and really consistent with our land-grant mission that the university direct control the health care for the state of Minnesota in its flagship academic health center. The request must first be approved by the U's Board of Regents. Friends says testimony at the Capitol begins in early March. Laura Oaks, News Talk 830, WCCL. University leaders say $300 million would be used to regain ownership of the University of Minnesota Medical Center, Masonic Children's Hospital and Clinics and Surgery Centers. $650 million would go to operating expenses and payroll. Members of the Ramsey County Board of Commissioners call Sheriff Bob Fletcher's recent actions racist after he sent a letter to only some members of the board, those who are white. In a letter back to the sheriff, the board, which continues its back and forth with Fletcher over funding and a wide variety of issues with the county jail, tried to take him to task for excluding the members of the board who are black, Hmong, and Latino. Board Chair Trista Matas-Castillo on Friday. I do believe it's an act of racism, and I will call it out unabashedly. Uh, it was clear he excluded three members of our board who identify as Black, Latino, and Hmong. And as the chair of the board, I need to represent them completely. For his part, Sheriff Fletcher said he simply addressed his letter to the longer-serving members of the board whom he felt were more responsible for the disputes that he was having. 
Burnsville police say scammers are using officers' names to flim-flam people out of money. At least two victims have paid the scammers who called them and said they owed money due to missing court or other reasons. Sean Anselman is a sergeant of investigations with Burnsville PD, and he says scammers are targeting anyone they can. With this scam, they're really not targeting elderly. They're not really targeting any age. Actually, a lot of the victims we have are mid-30s, you know, 40, that type of age. We're not really dealing with seniors as far as victims on this. It is generally more middle-aged folks, which is a little bit different. Anselmet says anyone who gets one of these calls should report it immediately to the department the scammer is impersonating. That'll do it for today's WCCO All Local. For this and all of our other podcasts, interviews, and stories, check out WCCORadio.com or download the Odyssey app. Make it a great Friday and a great weekend. Be careful out there. I'm Rusty Ray, News Talk 830 WCCO.